This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's uh, the Glenn Beck Program and our podcast. Stu joins me today. Great show today, Stu. Thank you very much. Uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was real. your execution on a lot of things was very nice. Thank you, and uh, yours as well. Well, you mean execution in a different way. Uh, <laughs> actually, we did talk about somebody calling for the execution of a former Trump official because he didn't even reveal. He reported on a story that was leaked from the left and published in the New York Times and the Daily Beast. And because of this, the head of the, uh, what, what is it, the transition, uh, the, the wonderful transition thing that is supposed to be oh so bipartisan. No, it's not bipartisan. It, it, it has one guy who's never been a Republican, really, in my eyes, Bill Kristol on the board. Um, it's the uh, Bipartisan Transition Integrity Project. Well, it has integrity in the title. Yeah. Does that mean it's it's good? So he said that Michael Anton is uh, uh, it should be should be executed for what he's done. Michael Anton is the Robert Brasilich of our times and deserves the same fate. That guy was a Nazi collaborator and was just shot, and it was controversial even then when he really was a Nazi uh, collaborator in France. This is this is what you're going to get. The the stakes are really really high for the republic. You'll see that in today's show. Also, we need your support at the Blaze. Uh, we talk about it a lot. What Facebook is doing, what Facebook has just done yesterday to the Blaze. Uh, you're not going to receive really any of our stories on your Facebook feed. Enough is enough. We need your help. Join us at blazetv.com. Or you can also just sign up for the Blaze newsletter at theblaze.com or glenbeck.com. But make sure we have a way of getting a hold of you because times are a-changing, as you'll see in today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Yesterday, we found out that the Department of Justice has identified New York City, Portland, and Seattle as jurisdictions permitting and uh, permitting violence and the destruction of property. They have identified uh, these cities, uh, Portland, again, New York City, and Seattle, uh, as uh, uh, putting up with anarchy. Now, there's a reason why you would declare something. It's like declaring something a national emergency or state emergency. It trips certain levers. So what are the levers that were tripped with this Department of Justice now identifying these cities as condoning violence and destruction of property? We have Russ Vodon, who is with us last week. He's the director of the Office of Management and Budget. This is the guy who takes the directors, uh, the directives of the president and of the administration, and then says, OK, here's how to implement them. So, Russ, w- what does this mean? What's going to happen 
Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on your show. You bet. What this means is that uh, we can now take a list of programs, and we're still working on the list as the agencies come forward with all of the programs, all of the funding that goes to these particular cities. But we can look at the, each one of them and the authorities that we have in each one of them with the discretion provided by Congress. So all of those people saying we don't have the ability to do that, they are all they all have unique laws, and then we can make sure that as grants are going to these jurisdictions, they have either a component that makes the uh, the lawlessness and anarchy weigh against them, or makes them flat out ineligible for the grant funding. So we're going to use the authority given us by Congress to put these grant conditions in place as a result of Attorney General Barr's work yesterday. Uh, we now have the list in which we're going to immediately begin to work on that, uh, and we'll see if any other additional cities are added in the future. So can you tell me, um, I mean, how crippling are these? Do, do you have any idea yet? Uh, it's a work in progress, but it, we, we believe it will have an impact on these on these uh, uh, cities. And, you know, the president is siding with the people in the, of these cities who want security, want the police to be able to work, want the autonomous zones uh, and, and, and all of the other decisions that these mayors have made adversely to their the, the safety and security of their individuals. Um, you know, look, let's take something like a community economic development program, you know, substantial resources are going to these cities why would we send money to a city when they're you know they're burning it down or looting they're vandalizing it that's not in any way going to be conducive to economic development or public transportation grants why would we send money to these cities and there's substantial resources uh, that when they you know are providing vandalism uh, on the bus paths uh, and in their in their transit program these are all things that we are are concerned about and, and we're going to take steps to to restrict so what kind of timeline are we talking about before they start to feel this uh, I think it'll be incremental, Glenn. I think this is something that we still have work that the agencies need to come uh, report to OMB with. Uh, you know, we need a, a, a rack up of all of the funds, uh, a real breakdown at a city level, and often we get it at the state level so that we we can begin to to go about it from there. But at least we have the template for which cities we're we're identifying first. And what do the city leaders need to do to make sure it doesn't happen? I think this is the the, the real uh, significant question uh, that you ask, and why they're on the on the list to begin with. These are, we've had mixed conversations and mixed results with many mayors and, and governors across the country. These, in particular, are the three that have made no movement in our direction. They have no desire whatsoever to work with federal law enforcement. They've consistently tried to cut their police forces back. That's really what has caused them to be on this list is their total uh, inability and unwillingness to move in our direction where others, uh, you look at Kenosha, for example, St. Louis, um, very initially problematic, but as as we began to work with them, Attorney General Barr, 
Deputy Sec- or Secretary uh, Chad Wolf, the, they have moved in our direction, and as a result, they don't find themselves on this list. And so uh, we do think to some extent that this is an effort to change their eye level. There's no immediate deadline, but uh, we're going to continue just on a day-in, day-out day basis, uh, begin to, to turn the screws a little bit. So last week we had you on um, because of, of uh, the uh, CDC going against the presidential directive. Uh, and I saw that the CDC director um, is still there. It, is anyone going to be uh, punished for going after these directives and, and saying we don't care what the president says? I mean, in, in a private company, all those people would be shown the door by the CEO on the same day. Yeah, it's a great question. It's one of the things that we have a, a, a trouble with in the in a federal bureaucracy, unlike a private marketplace, because of the the career rules uh, that are in place. Uh, but we are looking at uh, areas to ensure that. Uh, these policies do get enacted, and we were able to, to stop that CDC uh, uh, contract from going forward. And I talked with Bob Redfield about it, and he was uh, uh, thankful to be made aware of it and, mm-hmm. and was certainly helpful in, in putting out that fire. And we're doing that as we've identified uh, other instances at uh, EPA, uh, at the Department of VA, and State Department recently yesterday. So uh, we're going to continue to uh, put out when we see flames. Uh, and, and to go in that direction. And we're also looking at ways to expand the president's direction to figure out uh, to the extent that uh, we can use the laws that are in place with regard to our, our the career civil service, uh, whether it impacts their, their performance ratings, uh, I, I other don't under- uh, devices I, that I, we have. I mean, this is in, insubordination. I mean, it's you are going against a presidential directive. If you can't be fired for that, what can you be fired for? Uh, not much, Glenn, to be honest with you, and that's the rules that, and the laws that have been put in place. But we do have the ability uh, to b- build the record of, of where individuals have not performed. Unbelievable. Uh, and that is Absolutely. something that we're looking at quite uh, to the best of our ability. This is this. It's unacceptable. I know I'm not saying it is for you, Russ, but it, this is unacceptable. I don't know how. I don't know how the president um, accepts that. That should be priority number one, figuring out a way to be able to fire people or you'll never get rid of the deep state if you can't fire the people. I mean, that just sends a sends a message to all of the other people that want to disagree with the president and do what they want. I just get a slap on the wrist. I mean, that that's it's absolutely unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we don't disagree on that. Okay. Russ, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, keep up the good work. You bet, Glenn. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, does that make any sense to you at all? It's interesting. I, I, you know, I was on vacation last week and I, I, don't, I don't know the story. What, what's the story? Uh, so the story last week. Was, like okay. So the story last week was the CDC, the president issued a directive that said no critical race theory studies in, right, in okay. any yep, of I the administration. That, okay? Right before I left. Yeah. So. Two days later, we find out the CDC is not only going against that, they've booked, I think, a 13-week series on critical race theory, okay, against the president's directive. The CDC is the one that 
Like they're uh-huh. still still about, about disease, right? The center uh-huh. of disease control. Yeah, but they, they didn't said change they it, did they? No, no, they said because racism is a bigger disease than even COVID. That's not science. It's not, it, it's, thank you. Thank you. That's not science. And no one was fired. Now, they stopped it, but no one was fired. This is the first time I've had a chance to ask, when is somebody going to get fired? Why, mm-hmm. haven't be, why haven't you been fired yet? So then yesterday, from the same exact reporter, uh, Chris, uh, Christopher Rufo, he released yesterday, the State Department, EPA, and VA are moving forward with critical race trainings in violation of the presidential order. The agencies are pressuring staff to denounce their white privilege, become co-resistors against systematic racism, and sign equity pledges. The, this is against a presidential directive. You are a country that it, you have the administration in rebellion with the head of the administration. If they don't take the presidential directives, all of those people are tied to the cabinet. The cabinet members are the ones that answer to the president. And he says, you're doing this. They then go out and tell their staff, do this. If their staff isn't doing it, you need to keep firing until they do. How is the president supposed to run a country if his own cabinet, his own administration won't listen to what he's doing? This is deep state at its at its core. If you teach people they don't have to worry about an elected president, then what do they have to worry? Why elect a president? Why elect one? If the president who oversees, this is his job, he oversees all of the departments. That's his job. And if he can't tell them, yes, you're going to do this, no, you're not going to do this, then why elect a president? It's just chipping away at the entire foundation of the country. Why elect a president if when he names a Supreme Court justice and it gets approved by the elected Senate, you just change all the rules and, and make you know make 15 Supreme Court justices so you can have all of your team in there, right? Why, why bother with any of this? Um, and I think that that's, of course, part of this plan you've been talking about for a long time is chipping away at these foundations. You know, we've been told how many times that Joe Biden is a return to normalcy? Is he? Uh, this doesn't feel like normal, does it? Does it feel like normal when they're going to add 15 Supreme Court justices? Does it feel does it feel normal when they're going to get rid of the electoral college? Does it feel normal when they're going to uh to, to rip and shred every single tradition and, you know, rule that we've been living under for a couple hundred years? And you erase our history? You're gonna, you're gonna add lower? you're gonna you're gonna add states so you can get more senators to win votes like th- this is normal. I mean, I, like I, there and how many people with blue check marks next to their name need to say we're gonna burn it down? I think Don Lemon even said it last night. Uh, we, we need to burn the whole system down if if they do this. Like, well, th- that's the return to normalcy you're voting for. That's what you want because it, it, clearly this is Americans not normal. Are not going to stand for it. America, they want a civil war. They want one. All we're asking for is a return to the Constitution. That's it. That's it. We don't have any crazy demands. Our crazy demands are let's live by the rules that made us America in the first place. Let's live by the Constitution. All of the amendments. Let's live by that. That's what the right is asking for. 
I don't want a dictator. I don't know anybody who wants a dictator. I want to be left alone by the federal government. When we need the federal government, the states can ask for help. But I want the federal government out of my life. How is that radical? That is the definition of American. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. If you are ready for some really great news, keep listening. Built Bar is back, and it is unbelievable. If you've been listening to my show this year, I love Built Bars. Uh, It's an all-American story. This is a client I asked to be on the show because I didn't listen to my wife again. And she'd been telling me about it, but it has protein bar on it. And those always taste like a doormat. This is unbelievable. The mint brownie flavor? Oh, yes, baby. It is life-changing. The new bars taste better than ever. In addition to the 12 original flavors, Built Bar just added cookies and cream, carrot cake, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp. I mean, it's just, it's great. Built Bar, delicious, nutritious, high-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber, low-carbs, 100% real chocolate, and 100% really good. Plus, they've reset the code for this new launch right now go to builtbar.com use the promo code back get ten dollars off your first order promo code back builtbar.com i am so glad to see that franklin graham and others are gathering in washington dc for a prayer march uh there needs to be a a call back to god the only only solution to our problems right now is to humble ourselves, real, realize we have broken the covenant with God, turn back to God. If we don't turn back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if we don't ask for forgiveness and and accept the salvation uh, and the and the atonement, we are lost, perhaps forever. Miracles can happen, and a guy who knows all about that is Franklin Graham. Hello, Franklin. How are you? Glenn, it's great to be with you. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good. Um, Tell me about what's happening this weekend. You know, Glenn, as you were just saying, the only hope for this nation is God. And uh, I'm calling our nation to prayer, and this is going to be on uh, the mall in uh, Washington, starting at the Lincoln Memorial. And uh, we're going to go all the way down to the Capitol. Uh, and there's, we don't have speakers, we don't have entertainment. Uh, we're just asking people to come and join us, and let's uh, join hands and lock arms, and let's uh, let's go and pray every step that we take, uh, praying for our leaders, praying for those that are in authority, the president, the vice president, those in Congress, both Republicans and Democrats, uh, praying that God would shake that city and open the eyes of our nation. Uh, to what lies ahead if we don't repent and turn up our sins and put our faith and trust in God. Uh, We've taken God out of government, Glenn. We've taken him out of our schools. And uh, is our nation better? No, it's it's going, it's in a spiral down. 
and the only hope is God, and we need more of God in government. We need more God in schools, not less of God. We need more. And uh, our politicians uh, are ruining the country. And I'm just praying that God would uh, get a hold of their hearts and change them. And that's why I'm asking people to join me. And that's at 12 noon this Saturday, the 26th, in Washington at the Washington Monument. And we'll go all the way to the Capitol, um, praying as we go. So, Franklin, um, it wasn't long uh, that long ago that you and I and your dad met at um, at your home in uh, North Carolina, and we talked about the things that were coming, and it seemed pretty bad then. But evil is so unmasked right now, I am shocked that more people don't see it. What's it's happening? Glenn, it's uh, socialism. And uh, that's that's you you have uh, people the, the Democratic Party unfortunately and, that, and my father was a Democrat all of his life, but uh, the Democratic Party today is not the party of JFK. It's not the party of Lyndon Baines Johnson. This party today is a socialist party that wants to take our nation into socialism, like uh, Cuba, uh, like Venezuela, uh, what they had in Eastern Europe. All of these are failures. And uh, they're wanting us to, to go in this direction. And it's, it's scary what's happening. Because a socialist, for me as a Christian, uh, socialism is, is anti-God. Uh, they've always been anti-God. They say government is the solution, not God. And uh, they, they will believe bigger taxes, um, more government control over every aspect of our life. They believe that is the answer. And uh, that is not the answer. That's the problem. And we have a clear choice in this election, and I hope people wake up, and I, and I hope, Glenn, people pray and people vote. And how important it is that every person votes, every Christian, every God-fearing man, woman, child in this country needs to, needs to vote. And I, well, I've had people say, well, my vote doesn't count. Yes, it does. Every vote counts. And many elections are not decided by, as you know, millions of votes. It's decided sometimes by just a handful. And it's so important that we go to the polls and, uh, and let our voice be heard. Do you think this is, Franklin, we're at a time where it is last call for America? Oh, I believe that. If, 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 uh, if this country goes socialist, um, it, took the, it took Russia 70 years yeah. and uh, Eastern Europe 70 years. And it will do the same uh, for uh, for our country, it may be 70 years or more before uh, this country would change back. And what the socialists want to do is they want to change the Constitution. Uh, they want to stack the courts with uh, liberal justices uh, so that the liberal justices will rubber stamp uh, the, their agenda. They want to do away with the Constitution and rewrite it. They say it's out of date. And uh, this, is, this is what's in front of us. And they'll take this First Amendment, Second Amendment, and uh, we will lose our freedoms, and it would take maybe a, a, a war uh, many years from now to turn this all around. And I, I hope the American people wake up and reject socialism and reject the agenda of the Democratic Party. And, uh, and that's why I'm wanting people to join me, and let's just pray, because I believe the only hope is God. It's, it's not the Republican Party or Democratic Party. It's, it's God is the only hope for this nation. But we have sinned against God, and we need to repent and turn from our sins and, and believe on his son, Jesus Christ, and trust him as, as a nation. Uh, that's where our heritage is. That's our foundation as a nation, and we've turned from that foundation. So uh, 
this coming Saturday, I hope people will join me. They're on the mall, and uh, let's let's march and uh, pray as we march uh, and praying for our nation. Uh, Franklin, could you ask? Uh, let me ask one last question of you. Um, I was shocked to be asked this by somebody who uh, I, I would have never guessed uh, didn't know how to do this. And they came to me and they said, uh, well, I said, have you talked to God about that? Have you, have you prayed on that? And they answered by saying, uh, no, I don't know how to do that. I gave him an answer, but I'd like to hear your answer. How do you, for somebody who doesn't know how to pray, how do they pray? Well, you know, Glenn, first of all, um, the Bible says all of us have sinned and we've come short of God's standards. And the Bible says that the, the, the wages of sin or the penalty for sin is death. But the Bible is also very clear that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. And if we would just in our hearts, and this is a prayer, just, as, just in our hearts to say, God, I'm a sinner and I'm sorry. Forgive me. And I believe that Jesus is the one who took my sins, that he died in my place, and that you raised him to life, and I want to invite him to come into my heart. That's a prayer, and God will hear that prayer, and he will answer that prayer, and he'll change your heart, he'll cleanse you, and he'll give you a new life, and he'll give you a, new, a brand new beginning. And how many times I've met people say, boy, if I could just start over again. You can. By just praying a prayer, simple prayer like that, God, forgive me, I have sinned, I'm sorry. Franklin Graham, thank you very much. President and CEO of Samaritan's Purse, President and CEO Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. The prayer march is happening this Saturday, beginning at noon in Washington, D.C. There are no speakers, there's no stages, there's no music. It is really, truly just a prayer march, which our country desperately, desperately needs to cry out for the protection uh, and the healing of our land. Um, and please, if you can, be a part of this, the Prayer March 2020. And if you can't, pray from wherever you are. Just pray. We need it more than ever. Thank you, Franklin Graham. Appreciate it. Thank you. you bet. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. We go right to Michael Anton, who has got to put us on speakerphone because he's driving. So make sure you stay safe first, Michael. Uh, Welcome to the program. How are you? Fine, thank you. Uh, You're former national security official in the Trump administration. You're senior fellow at uh, the Claremont uh, Institute, the author of The Stakes. Uh, You have been talking about the Transition Integrity Project. Uh, and the Transition Integrity Project is something that is not seriously looking for integrity. They are looking ways to war game how Biden can win and what they have to do, no matter what the scenario is. Would you, would you say that is well, an accurate description? That is a description based on their own report that they deliberately leaked to the media. So, I, I know, denials, which actually haven't even been made, would be not credible based on this this document that they again deliberately leaked to the media right why do you think they leaked it do you think it was because they were arrogant and they thought everybody agreed with them or to cause more problems Uh, 
my supposition is that they leaked it to get this idea into the public mind, out into the bloodstream early, so that if they go ahead and do what they are planning to do, they will have, number one, they will have their supporters ready to go and ready for action. And number two, they want to get into the, into the public mind that, uh, you know, as some of the clips you were playing uh, said, Trump can't win. So if it looks like he won, he cheated, and his victory will be illegitimate. Therefore, whatever we do to get him out of there will be justified. And so to the American people, they want to say, don't blame us. You need to blame him if we, if we go ahead and do something like this. So Niels Gilman, who serves as the vice president of programs at the Chinese Communist Party-linked Bergrugen Institute, took to Twitter. He is the founder of the so-called Bipartisan Transition Integrity Project, and he called for the, you to be executed. In fact, I want to read it. Michael Anton is the Robert Vasilovich uh, of our times and deserves the same fate. I think I'm mispronouncing uh, uh, Robert's name. Uh, but this is a remarkable uh, claim from the head of this yeah. bipartisan institute. I had to honestly, uh, I'll admit to your listeners, I didn't recognize the name, so I had to look it up. Turns out he was a French intellectual who uh, was accused of collabor- writing collaborationist um, material in World War II and was executed by firing squad in 1945. So, the, in other words, the tweet says, not only am I a Nazi, but I deserve to be shot to death. Um, Of course, lots of people reported this to Twitter, Twitter's terms of services. Twitter never does anything against the left when they incite violence against the right. If if a conservative from a Twitter account so much as jaywalks, their account will be suspended and or banned. Um, You remember the old Google uh, uh, slogan, don't be evil. Yeah. Google took it down after a while. I don't know what to say about Twitter anymore, except this is an evil company. This is a company that countenances violence against its perceived enemies and refuses to do anything about it while very strictly policing speech of its perceived enemies. I don't know any other word for that, but this is, I am not the first person to have had this treatment given oh. to them, and Twitter has done nothing about it. No, I... Uh... I'm very well aware of that. So uh, what is it that they are accusing you of here? Because what what well, I don't know. what Robert Vasilovich was uh, accused of was an intellectual crime, which he was the first, and I think the only one to be executed under that. It was very controversial at the time. An intellectual crime, not a political crime, not a military crime, intellectual crime. They executed him because they said he was spreading propaganda and inciting violence. So the only propaganda that you could be spreading would be if their own words that they leaked out were, was indeed propaganda. Right? Right. I, I don't know what the what could the accusation be. I, I would welcome... Anybody involved with the Transition Integrity Project, uh, plus the senior Democrats who have who have engaged in coup talk, that includes Joe Biden talking about the military dragging the president out of the White House, Hillary Clinton, Al Gore, Bill Clinton. I would welcome any and all senior Democrats and anyone involved with this project to come forward and say, we disavow this kind of talk. We are not calling for this. We want the military to play no role in the upcoming election. We want the votes to be counted fairly, and we want the real winner to be president even if that means a second term for Donald Trump if he wins the election fairly. I would love to hear them all say that. 
I would love nothing more. But that's not what they said. And uh, mostly they were silent on my article until finally out of the blue, this person I've never heard of, who has apparently knows some friends of mine, so we have mutual acquaintances, calls for my execution and complete silence from the institutions with which he's affiliated. They apparently have no problem with it either. It is a Gruen Institute is this thing is what it's called. So the institutions that I'm affiliated with, uh, I work for Hillsdale College and I'm a senior fellow, as you said, at the Claremont Institute. They're taking this seriously. They're looking at it. And, uh, you know, I don't I'm I'm not going to predict what necessarily what they're going to do. But I I reported this in a number of different uh, directions to institutions I'm familiar with or work for affiliated with and other in other ways. I'm taking it seriously. I don't I don't. You know, I don't think I can afford in a, cl- a political climate this heated to just brush off this kind of incitement to violence when uh, a multi-billion-dollar company like Twitter allows it, and this uh, uh, apparently fairly well-funded institute for which this person works has no problem with it. When you have violent uh, supporters uh, and you say things like this, it is definitely a threat. And I don't think that it's necessarily a, a threat with the violent supporters. However, I do think it is a threat. If these people get power, that's exactly what's going to happen to people like you and me and everybody else. If you don't stand uh, where exactly where they tell you to stand, they will execute you. They will. Well, I really, I really hope it doesn't come to that. That would be about the worst possible outcome I can imagine for America which is why, you know, I get accused of whatever I'm accused of. I'm trying to lower the temperature of politics in America. Uh, I'm trying to, I mean, I think coup talk from anybody is insane, dangerous, and destabilizing. So to accuse me of raising the temperature of politics in America for opposing coup talk is the a- absolute reverse of the truth. Well, the New York, uh, the I, New York I, Times and I think Washington Post did that with me last week. I went over the documents and read the documents from this organization. The New York Times uh, said that I was a conspiracy theorist and that I was fomenting uh, civil war. I don't want civil war. I'm telling you, they will go for civil war if Donald Trump wins and uh, and wins fairly. It will be civil war. Well, not, I, not by I, my I, choosing. You know, some, sometimes, you know, sometimes loose talk is just loose talk. And it's, it's entirely possible that Donald Trump could win the election fairly. And people, a lot of people will be very upset and perhaps take to the streets. Yes. But also perhaps, as they did in 2016, 2017, um, it, uh, accept the election without violence. Now, that's not to say that the left accepted it. They also uh, dreamed up the Russia hoax, tried to impeach him, did impeach him, tried to remove him, and lots of other things. But we didn't have a civil war. We don't necessarily have to have a civil war, even in the event of a Trump victory this time. But the lecture isn't making that outcome less likely with all their talk. Unfortunately, their heated and horrible, destructive rhetoric makes it more likely. And I I think they really need to cool it, turn down the volume, turn down the heat, turn down the rhetoric and knock it off. And that's unfortunately right now not what they're doing. Michael, stay safe. Thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. Michael Anton, author of The Stakes, former national security official, Trump administration, senior fellow of Claremont Institute, and uh, the man, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, you know, it, it's amazing to me that an organization like the Transition Project that says that, no, 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 we're not radicals, we're not radicals, immediately go to an execution 
for somebody who's speaking out against them. That's the definition of radical. I don't know if you know that. When somebody disagrees with you, you say they're dangerous and they should be executed for it. Um, That's a definition of radical. Maybe it's just me. I don't think it is. <laughs> it's uh, pretty. That's pretty far down that road. And we are supposed to continually deny this. We all see it with our own eyes. There's a there's a new uh, story from uh, the New York Times today, which has um, a guy. Uh, they they threatened to burn down his house, hmm. which is not all radical, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, maybe he committed a real crime. Well, he uh, he was flying the American flag. So they decided they were going to burn down his house. Mm. Uh, the New York Times headline for it, some protests against police brutality take a more confrontational approach. Mm. Well, I would agree. It is more confrontational yeah. to burn a guy's house down for having yeah, the American sometimes, flag. Sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, when is anybody going to be banned from Facebook for saying these are mostly peaceful? They're not. They're, they're not. not. I, and they're not going to be banned. They're not going to be banned. Look, here's the utility is saying that it's mostly peaceful. That doesn't mean anything. You, what the percentage of minutes of the of the of the riots are peaceful? The 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 the, the, the majority of of participants in the riots are peaceful. None of that matters, right? Like, I mean, you've pointed this out a million times. There, you know, it wasn't. Uh, you know, 75% of all Germans participating in the Nazi regime and murdering people, but it was still pretty notable that we, we yeah. can still call it Nazi Germany and yeah. feel pretty comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just like, it doesn't matter when, when the, when the bad actors in the group are controlling it, are controlling it. I mean, look, look what they say about like organizations like the Boy Scouts or the Catholic Church. When you find, you know, priests or people who have committed terrible yeah, crimes, it's the whole, church. It's the whole organization. There's no, no one. One bad apple always, always spoils the whole bunch. Babe. Right. Babe. Yeah. yeah, that thing. Uh, it, it's always the way they apply it uh, to to organizations they don't like. But when it's Black Lives Matter, they get a pass on everything, everything, everything. This is why we are asking you. In no uncertain terms, please join us at Blaze TV. Uh, I, 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 we were we were demonetized, and uh, the algorithm was pretty much turned off on us yesterday. You're not going to get any information from the Blaze. Um, we have had four months of trying to play their games and jump through hoops. I'm sorry, I'm not going to hire or stand around while the company hires, you know, a whole team of people to jump through their hoops every day. We have. And when we get it wrong, we correct it. But there are times that they have told us to correct things that it is objectively true. And what they're saying is objectively false. And we won't correct it. Well, that gives us two strikes. And the third strike came yesterday on something we changed. It was my it was my monologue where I said, go ahead, ban this because you have to explain what you banned. Well, they did ban it, but not for anything that I said, but for something that was in the title, which we changed ourselves without a problem. We didn't need them to tell us we changed it ourselves. Not good enough. Not good enough. 
you will not see Blaze stories on your news your news feed now from um, Facebook. You will not get my stories on Facebook. They are suppressing us. They are destroying us. And this is just the beginning. I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. When this fire rages, they are going to say, we've got to shut down people who disagree with what we believe is true. If I believe that this, this uh, Michael Anton, uh, I'm sorry, that uh, Niles Gilman and his group planned this whole thing out, which they say they are, and they are throwing the election, I'm going to say it, but you won't hear it. You must right now either join blazetv.com slash Glenn, use the promo code Glenn and you'll save money, uh, or just join our newsletter. Join our newsletter, join the glennbeck.com newsletter, join the newsletter at theblazetv.com. Go to your your settings right now and set bla- theblaze.com as your homepage. Don't let it go to Google. Go to blaze.com and make it your homepage now. You're not going to, our voice is going to be diminished. It already has been. You will not see those stories coming from the blaze at any kind of real clip anymore. We try to be careful. We try to be true. We correct our mistakes when we make them. But it's not good enough for the radicals at Facebook. Fine. So be it. Hopefully you'll show up in court uh, and uh, we'll settle uh, then. This is an outrage. And just a few weeks in front of the election. Hmm. Hmm. Meanwhile, they don't they don't apologize for anything. They don't correct anything. We just have to live on their rules. And when you shut a whole the half of the country out and you refuse to listen to them, you accuse them of things that the other side is doing. You are calling for a disaster and the disaster will be on your hands and head, not ours. We do not want a civil war. We do not want violence. But we certainly don't want your little socialist uh, utopia, autocratic state either. 